All right, welcome. Week three of God is good, and uh, God is good, and um, we're going to jump in uh, this morning, okay? Um, I got a confession this morning, okay? You guys are kind of like my, my priest this morning, okay? I'm confiding in you, you know, I'm going to let you guys know some pertinent information about my life, okay? Um, my confession is this. Inside of Pastor Jeff lives a little Bobby Knight, okay? And I don't know if you know who Bobby Knight is. Um, if you don't know who Bobby Knight is, that's okay. Just YouTube or Google Bobby Knight. He was a coach um, back in the 80s. He was a little angry, you could say, at times, okay? Uh, a little frustrated. Um, if you Google Bobby Knight, you'll see a video that comes up real quick of him throwing a chair out onto the court uh, to get the attention of the referees. And um, there's a little Bobby inside of me, and I work hard to keep little Bobby inside of me, okay? All right? And I know that some of you this morning are thinking, please don't let Bobby out. I don't like yelling. I don't like being yelled at, okay? Keep Bobby in there, okay? But Bobby likes to come out sometimes, okay? Um, and it usually happens in two different arenas. And the two arenas that Bobby comes out is when I play basketball, okay, and when I coach basketball, okay. Bobby tends to rear his ugly head in those moments, okay. A few weeks ago, I'm playing uh, basketball. I go on Wednesday nights. I drive to Xenia every Wednesday night, okay, to play basketball with a group of guys. We're all kind of the same age and been playing, you know, for a long time. And uh, there's this guy and um, we're going to call him, we'll call him James. We'll just say he's James, okay? And James is, um, James is kind of short. And if you're short, I have no problem with you, okay? I have no issue with you unless we're playing basketball, okay? All right? I'm a tall guy, okay? I like playing with tall people. And uh, James is just short. And, he, and, and short basketball players are usually pesty basketball players, you know what I mean? They're like all on you, like a little gnat, like a little pest, you know what I mean? And this is James, okay? And so James, this, this one Wednesday night, I'm setting screens, I'm setting picks, and so he would start running his shoulder, because remember, he's short and I'm tall, he would run his shoulder like into my rib, you know, like, and it happened once, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to bless you in the name of Jesus. I'm going to I'm going to let this roll. We're going to, we're all good. It happened twice, and I was like, man, God's good. God's real good tonight, you know. Happened a third time. Finally happened a fourth time, and I did, Bobby came out, okay. Bobby just, just fleshed out, you know. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, hey. I mean, like, and listen, like, my wife knows, like, if I want to get loud, I mean, I can get loud. I got, I was like, Hey. And I mean, I just like, Jess knows it, like, I, my, my eyebrows will, like, go down, you know what I mean? And, like, I'm giving you this stare, like, I'm thinking that I'm Superman, and I got lasers coming out of my eyes, and I'm burning your soul with my lasers, you know what I mean? I'm like, hey, you better not do that again, son, you know what I mean? I mean, I just geeked out at him. Now, now yesterday, I'm coaching my son, Michael, okay? And I love Michael, and he's a great basketball player. But um, this game, we started, we played this game uh, yesterday, and, and in the first 10 minutes, we were down 22 to 0, okay? That's a quick deficit to get into, yeah. 
ain't a good day, okay? You know what I mean? And, and my son, Michael, you got to understand, like, like, I love him, but he is a tender soul. I mean, he is a, he's a sweet, tender-hearted, just, um, I mean, the best big brother ever. If you ever meet him in church, he will look at you. And he was talking to me how he's talking to Jim one week. And, I mean, he'll look, he'll look you right in the eye, and he'll talk to you. And he's just a, just a wonderful, wonderful little boy, okay? But I want fire, and I want passion, you know what I mean? I want him, like, elbowing people and breaking noses, you know what I mean? Like, like I want the intensity, you know? So, so, so the game goes on, and we're just getting crushed, and, and I'm, I'm screaming, and, and, and Mimi and Pooch are there yesterday, and I'm thinking, they're thinking to themselves, we don't own, we don't accept Pastor Jeff, we don't, we don't even want anybody to know that we're a, a part of the family, you know what I mean? And, and I'm freaking out. Screaming all game, just, just rebound, run faster, get back, shit a pick, you know what I mean? Like your voice is just, you know, done. And in the midst of all this screaming, okay, one of Michael's teammates, Ben, okay, little Ben, okay, and I gotta tell you, Ben weighs probably 60 to 70 pounds soaking wet, okay, I mean, soaking wet, just little Ben, and he works real hard. But he has sprained his ankle, and he is laying on the ground, like, sobbing in pain. And I'm screaming, get back on defense, you know what I mean? And, and the referee is like, sir, one of your teammates, one of your boys is hurt. I was like, and then it's like you snap back to reality, you know. It's like, put Bobby back in the box. Get back in the box, Bobby. You know what I mean? I got to go back to Pastor Jeff. You know, Pastor Jeff cares about banning his ankle, you know? And so, so I get Ben and I take him to the end and we lose the game. And, and so Ben's mom comes over after the game and, you know, she's consoling her son, but she's also trying to console me, you know, and trying to, you know, do it all. And, and she goes, hey, um, can you uh, help me with Ben? I'm going to pull up the car, and can you just bring Ben out? And I said, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, no, no problem. So, so we're like at the far, far end of the building. She goes to the far, far end of the other building, pulls up the car. And so I pick up, I pick up um, Ben, and I'm like fireman style picking him up. You know what I mean? Now I'm not the bad coach anymore. Now I'm not Bobby anymore. Now I'm like... Man, look at that great guy helping that kid. You know what I mean? So, so I, I pick him up, fireman style. I'm doing the whole thing. Hey, how you doing? Look at me. You know, I'm a good guy. Got Ben helping him here. I'm carrying him out, you know. And how many of you know that when you first pick up somebody, you're like, oh, man, this kid doesn't weigh anything. You know what I mean? I could, I could throw him somewhere. I mean, like, I want to throw him up in the air and catch him. Hey, you know what I mean? It's like. I used to do that with my boys. So I'd take the boys and throw them up real high, you know. And so I pick up Ben, walking through the place. And about the first half of it, I'm like, man, I got this. Look at me. I could be a fireman. You know what I mean? I could save some lives. Put me in a burning building. I'm carrying some people out today in Jesus' name. You know what I mean? <laughs> Carry him. But how do you know that you get about halfway and your heart starts to beat? You know what I mean? You're like, wow, I haven't felt my heart beat like that in a while. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's really pumping some blood right now, you know? It's really moving, you know? And so finally I get Ben out the door, and I get him all the way to the van, 
And by the time I get to the van, I'm like, man, I am not in shape. You know what I mean? Like, this is for real. This is real life. Um, I am 36, and I'm feeling like 36 right now. You know what I mean? Because the weight gets to you, correct? Okay? Now, you're probably wondering, like, man, what are we talking about, Pastor Jeff, today? Where are we going with all this? We're going somewhere. I promise. I promise. All right, get your Bibles out, okay? Get your Bibles out, and I want you to go to Hebrews, okay? I want you to go to Hebrews. Do you know how many churches call their cafe Hebrews? I'm not lying. I, I don't enjoy it, and I don't like it. And it's not funny to me, but they sure get a kick out of it at their church, okay? So uh, I think Bethel calls their cafe Hebrews. I think so. It's amazing. Good for them. <laughs> All right, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, okay? If you don't have a Bible, it's okay. Uh, we'll have it on the screen for you, okay? It says this. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. How many of you came here today with some hopes, came here with some dreams, came here with some passions, came here with some hopes for your family, your kids, your future, your future job? It says faith is a confidence, okay? It's like when we get our tax refund and you got a little extra money in the bank, right? And you got a little confidence behind you. you. got a little swag behind you. You walk with your head up a little higher because you have confidence. Man, my bank account's good today in Jesus' name. I just got that IRS check in the mail. You know what I mean? Confidence. Confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us an assurance about things we cannot see. Verse 2. Through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. Now we can see, and that we can see that he did this, sorry, see that he did not come from anything that we cannot see. Verse 4, it was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gift. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up into heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him before it was time. Verse 6, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who comes to him must first believe that God exists, and he rewards those who sincerely seek after him. The Bible says it's impossible. That's a pretty big word. That's a pretty big pill to swallow, the word impossible. When I think of impossible, I think there's no way. There's no chance. All the odds are stacked against me. There's no way to win. There's no way to have victory. And it says that it's impossible to please God without faith. It's not a chance you can please God without faith. It's not a hope I can please God without faith. It is simply impossible to please God without faith. But then it goes on to say that he's a rewarder, a rewarder of those who come to him and seek after him. What is he a rewarder with? He's a rewarder of joy and love and grace and peace. 
That's why when we come to church on Sunday, we leave feeling lifted up, strengthened. My head is held high because God rewards me with his peace. God rewards me with his joy. God rewards me with his strength. And so I leave with an energy, a strength, a confidence in who he is because he's a rewarder, because he's a good God. That's what we're talking about in this series, the goodness of God. Hebrews 11 goes on to talk about the faith that Noah had to build the boat, Abraham's faith to leave his family and to leave his home, Sarah's faith that she would actually conceive a baby. Goes on to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13, and we pick it up, and it says, All these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what he promised, but they saw it from a distance and welcomed it. They were eager, okay? They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads on this earth. It goes on in Hebrews 11 to talk more about more people of faith. And if you've never read Hebrews 11, please read Hebrews 11. Please reference the stories in Hebrews 11. Go back and read the stories. because These are stories of faith. And these stories are there. God put them there to encourage us, to strengthen us, to give us hope about our own life and our own futures. But it goes on, and we finally pick it up in verse 39. It says this, all these people earned a good reputation because of their faith. Well, praise God, they earned a good reputation. But not any of them received all that God had promised. God had more. He had more. Okay? Verse 40, God had something better in mind for us. Oh, what a great promise. God had something better in mind. Even though all these people in the Old Testament used great faith and they saw God move in extraordinary ways. Think about God bringing manna every single day to the people of Israel. Think about God splitting the seas. Think about all the great, incredible things that God did. But, but the writer here says this. He says, there's something better for us. They didn't receive the promise. What is he talking about? The promise was Jesus. They died not receiving the promise. The promise was Jesus coming to earth, dying on a cross, taking our sin, giving us salvation, and then giving us life, and then giving us access to come boldly before his throne anytime I want, at any moment. Sometimes for me, it's in the shower. Sometimes for me, it's when I'm going to bed. Sometimes for me, it's when I carve out a 30-minute spot in my day. But at any moment, at any time, I can simply run to the Father because this is what Jesus accomplished on the cross for us. So he's talking about a promise that they didn't understand. Even though God moved in extraordinary ways, they didn't know Jesus on an intimate, relational end. They didn't understand what a life living with Jesus was like on a daily basis. They didn't understand it. We move into Hebrews chapter 12, the next chapter, verse 1. It says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, who's the crowd of witnesses? It's all the people that have gone before us to heaven. They're watching our life. They're cheering for us. They're excited for us. They're going, Adam's our guy today. We're so excited about Adam's life. He's alive today. Jesus wants to use him. We're excited for him. You know, they're watching his life. They're watching our lives. 
They're passionate about it. It says this, let us strip off every weight. If you've got a Bible, underline it. Every weight that slows us down, especially sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. I love that the Bible talks about that we're in a race to win something. There's something to win. There's something to win when the clock goes off on my life. And I stand before Jesus. There's something to win. I'm in a competition in life. And God has set me up to win. In verse 2 it says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who perfects our faith. Because of the joy that awaited before him and he endured the cross. What was the joy that awaited Jesus? The joy was that he was going to sit at the right hand of the Father and the joy was what? Us today. That was the joy. That's why Jesus endured the cross. He saw you here today. And he said, that's my son, that's my daughter, and I want to give them grace, and I want to give them mercy, and I want to pour my goodness upon them, and I want to show them that I'm for them. We're the joy that was set before Jesus. Now he is seated at a place of honor beside God's throne. Verse 3, think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. The enemy is trying to wear us out in life. He is trying to wear our minds out, wear our bodies out, wear our souls out, wear our emotions out. He's trying to wear us out in life so that we get to a place where we go, I, I, just, I don't think I can do this Jesus thing anymore. I've been in church long enough to see this happen too often. Saw it happen a lot in youth ministry, but I also saw it happen a lot in the church. Can't tell you how many people today are what we would call de-churched. They were once passionate about Jesus, once passionate about their faith, once passionate about the life of God, but you don't find them in church anywhere today. They got weary, and they gave up, and they clocked out. So the Bible's talking to us about these things called weights. You know, um, a couple weeks ago, I was cleaning the basement. I don't know if you guys enjoy that, but I don't, okay? But I was cleaning the basement. And how many of you know in the basement, you always have boxes that just store stuff that you're, like, saving? And I'm like, why am I saving this? You know what I mean? Like, like you know, Todd comes to my house. I'm never like, hey, Todd, let's go to the basement and check out those boxes of old things, you know? I want to show you my whole life, Todd, you know? Like, but we do this. We all do this. And so I'm in the basement. I'm organizing stuff, and I come across one of those boxes, and one of those boxes has some pictures uh, from when I was an intern, some pictures when me and Jess were first dating, some pictures from back in those days. And, like, one of those pictures, I had bought this, like, multicolored afro, and I would just wear this around because I enjoyed it, and I wanted other people to enjoy my multicolored afro, you know what I mean? And, like, and I'm, I'm looking at these pictures, and I'm like, that dude was fun. That dude was funny. You know what I mean? That dude enjoyed life. And I thought about those pictures, and I thought, man, I was so free. I was so fun. Life was so funny. Like, I didn't have a care in the world. 
Nothing bothered me, you know? But put up that picture for me, okay? But now, now I have this, and I love this. I wouldn't trade this in for anything. I wouldn't trade this in to go back ever. But how many of you know that this picture represents weight, correct? See, as life goes on, responsibility picks up. As life goes on, more comes to you, and more weight comes to you, more responsibility comes to you. And even though you love that so much, it still can wear you out, right? I don't know if it's just me today, but I know that's how I feel sometimes. So all of a sudden, we have weights in our life. And so, you know, what we do is this, okay? Adam, will you come here real quick? You just hold the bag for me. I just need a strong man to hold the bag right now, okay? You're a strong man, all right, okay? So what happens is this. We start getting weights like, um, here, let's pick one. Uh, we start getting weights like pressure, right? Oh, pressure in life, deadlines to make, right? Things that we got to get done, things that have to happen quickly, pressures that come when, um, you know, like when my kids are puking in my bed, pressures, you know what I mean? We all get pressure in our life, and we'll have a weight of pressure, and then, you know, we'll throw in a weight of, you know, this is a big one, stress, okay? Stress is a big one. I don't know about you, but I get stressed out. There's a lot on my plate. Sometimes I look at the week, and I'm like, can we just do a, like, time machine and get to the next week, please? Because this week looks crazy, you know? Like, like am I going to sleep this week? You know what I mean? Am I going to actually rest this week? And so all of a sudden you get stressed in the mix. You got a weight of stress. And then we have the weight of what I call is the others, okay? All the people in life that were not like family or friends, I call them the others, you know what I mean? Because those others, you know what I mean, sometimes can really mess up your day. Can I get an amen from anybody, you know what I mean? So, you know, we, we throw in the others into the weights of our life. And then we have another section called the haters, Okay, anybody got some haters going on in their life? I know my man Shannon's got some haters, but God's good, isn't he, all right? Listen, we got some haters in our life that just, they just don't like you. You could, you could be like, man, God loves you, here's $100. And they'd be like, I don't, I don't care. You know what I mean? They just, they just hate on you, you know what I mean? Like every day they come to work and they make your life terrible, you know what I mean? Because they're just haters and they don't like that you're successful and they don't like that you love Jesus. And so, you know, there's the haters in life and there's a weight on me. And then all of a sudden we got another big one called money, you know, that stupid thing called money. Like I actually have to pay for things and like, why do my kids keep eating, okay? I just bought five boxes of cereal, and there's, now there's no cereal, and there's no milk, and all I think about is dollar signs, and why is the heat on 71? Nobody, nobody needs 71 heat, okay? Do you know what 71 heat costs up in this house? You know what I mean? And so we got money, we got the weight of money that, you know, we throw in there, you know, and then on top of that, your kids are sick. You know, you got, you got kids sick, coughing in your face at night with strep throat and their nasty breath and their runny noses. You know what I mean? And then 
And then all of a sudden we have the desires, our own desires in life. Like, man, I'm actually going to become something in life. You know what I mean? Like my life is going to mean something when I get to the end. I have desire for this new house, this new job, this new car, this vacation. I have desires in my life. And so that's a, that's a weight that we throw in there. You know what I mean? And then we have the uh, expectations of life because our wives have expectations for us. You know what I mean? And our families have expectations and our kids. Kids have expectations. Dad, when are you going to come play basketball with me? It's been like four days. Come on, Dad. Come hang out with me. And so we have all these expectations from all these people in life. And then all of a sudden, we throw another big one in called fear. You know what I mean? Because fear is knocking at my door like every other day, weighing me down, being like, you're never going to get to the top of the mountain, son. You know what I mean? And so fear is always there. Like, am I ever going to get there? And so we throw the weight of fear. And it's getting heavy. Yeah, okay, a little, a little bit, he says, a little bit, you know what I mean, all right, and then, and then, you know, if I'm single, if I'm single, man, I carry the weight of, when am I going to find the one, Jesus, when is the one, can I get an amen from all the single people in the house here today, you're like, when is the one coming, Marissa is praising God right now for the one, you might be sitting next to the one, no, I'm just joking, okay, all right, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just joking here today, okay. But you got the pressure of the one. You know, I got to find the one. I'll be searching Instagram day and night for the one. You know what I mean? And then, and then on top of all that, <laughs> on top of all that, we got the past. We got the past, all of our failures and our mistakes and all of, our, all of the moments that didn't work out in life. And we got the past. And so we have that in there. Now just oh, yeah. now zip it up for me, okay? And so all, we have all these weights in life, correct? And so what happens is this. Come on, give it up for Adam, everybody. Give it up for Adam. Okay. So what happens is this. Is I get up in the morning and I put on my weights, Right? And I think, man, it's a new day. I got this. I got Ben. He's not that heavy. I got this. Because here's the truth. We all have weights. We're just all working really hard to hide them. Right? But we're all carrying around different weights. I might not have mentioned it today, but we all have them. But... The morning comes and I pick up my bag of weights and I throw it on. And in the morning, I'm getting my coffee. I got my favorite song on the radio. You know what I mean? I'm thinking today's going to be a good day. It's actually like 70 degrees in January. You know what I mean? Like, like God is good for me. But you know what happens is you keep carrying that weight. And by the middle of the day, that weight is like, man, it's getting a little heavy. And the weights start digging into you. And they start digging into your thoughts. And they start digging into your emotions. And it starts digging inside of you. And then about 3 o'clock, I don't know what it is about 3 o'clock, but it's something about 3 o'clock, you know what I mean? Like after you've ate lunch, you know what I mean? Like 3 o'clock, you just want to take a nap. I mean, I mean, seriously. And then, But that's the time your boss comes to you and chews you out, right? It's like 3 o'clock, you know what I mean? You're like, really? 3 o'clock? Could you have made it tomorrow morning? Could we have just got to a new day? You had to choose 3 o'clock when I'm tired and exhausted and I've been 
been carrying around all this weight all day. And then all of a sudden, that weight starts to bump into other people. And by the time that we get home, and by the time we get to the end of the day, and we've been carrying this weight with us all day. But we haven't really just been carrying it all day, right? We've been carrying it week after week, month after month, year after year. And by the time we get to the end of the day, that weight has exhausted us. And by that time, you're like, man, just give me Netflix. Please, somebody, just turn on Netflix so that I can imagine that I'm a Viking. I need to be a Viking right now. I need to believe that I'm a Viking and that I don't believe, I don't, I don't work at my job and I don't live in this house and I don't have these weights because guess what? I'm a Viking and I can just kind of base out and I'm just, I'm, I'm a Viking today. And Levi is actually becoming a Viking. He's growing a beard right now, okay? And so, and by the end of the day, you are just, you're just exhausted. You're just exhausted. And I'm, and I'm here to clearly tell you that this bag is very heavy, okay? <laughs> very heavy, okay? But I'm here to tell you that I'm not exempt from this. I go through the same things you do, go through. I got, I'll be honest with you, I got to last night. Saturday nights are my, are my moment to just tune in to God and to get ready for, for this because I so honor this moment that I get to stand before you. And I got to last night, and I was just exhausted. Exhausted from last weekend, exhausted from the week, exhausted, you know, and, and, and I so appreciate so many of you are in prayer with us about a new building, and, and I ask you just to be patient with us. It's such a process. God's got a great home for us. God's got a great building, but it's wearing sometimes. And we get to the end, and the enemy is right there, and he's screaming at us, you have no faith. And it's impossible to please God without faith. So guess what? God's not pleased with you. Right? We read this verse about faith, and we think, man, it's impossible to please God without faith. And, man, you don't even know how many times I get to the end of the day, end of the week, end of the month, end of the year, and I got no faith. And the enemy is right there going, he's going, yeah, you're not good enough. You're not good enough for the kingdom of God. So what do we do with the weight? I love that the Bible shows us the goodness of God always. It always points us to the goodness of God. Psalms chapter 28, verse 7 says this in 8. The Lord, he's my strength and my shield. The Lord. The Lord. Somebody needs to hear that today. The Lord is your strength. Not your spouse, not your job, not your career, not your kids, not your bank account. The Lord is your strength and shield. I trust him with all of my heart. He helps me. And his heart is filled with joy. 
I burst out in a song of thanksgiving. The Lord gives his people strength, and he is a fortress. You know what I love about that word fortress is? It means it's a safe place. The Lord is a safe place. He's a safe place. So when I run to the Lord, I run to the fortress. And in the fortress, I just get to rest. I get to rest in his goodness. I get to rest in his peace. I get to rest in his joy. And I get to just rest in all the other voices of the world and all the lies and all the junk the enemy's throwing on me and all the weights. I just get to rest in his house in the fortress. Be with him. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29 says, He gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak. He, Jesus, gives strength. He's the one that strengthens us. He's the one that gives us power. He's the one that gives us the ability. So how do I get rid of this weight? I stop internalizing everything, number one. That's the biggest lie of the enemy, that you have to do the heavy lifting. You don't have to do the heavy lifting. God gives us choice. Deuteronomy says you can either pick life or death, but it's your choice. So God gives us the ability to go, you know what, I'm going to let this go. And Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 gives us the answer. It says we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion. Oh, I love that word. The champion. Jesus is a champion. He's strong. He's mighty. He's like Rocky on steroids. You know what I mean? He's a great champion fighting for you. But the greatest news of all is this, that he won it all on the cross. He finished it all on the cross for me and you. Because he's our champion. Sickness has been ravishing my house. Just ravishing my house. I mean, just people sick and sick and sick and sick. And so the other night, me and Jess said, enough of this. And we grabbed our three boys, and we grabbed the word of God, and we told our boys, we said, listen, when the enemy comes against us, we're going to set a standard against him. And the standard's called the word of God. And we're going to look to our champion, Jesus Christ. And we're going to put our focus on him. And we're going to read the word of God over our home. We're going to pray the word of God over our home. And we're going to speak it over our home. And we're going to take authority against us. Because that's what Jesus has done for us, boys. Jesus is our champion. Hebrews says, how do we get rid of the weight we put our eyes on Jesus? See, there's something amazing about the presence of God. Look, listen, I want you to understand something. We don't worship here at Elevate just to sing songs. I love hearing my wife sing. I love hearing Matt sing. I love I love hearing Brett play the drums. I really do. Brett plays the drums with a passion for the Lord. And I can sense his passion for Jesus when he plays the drums. I love hearing our band. I love hearing the worship. But we don't do it just to play songs. We do it so that we can put our attention and our focus on Jesus. And when we put it on Jesus, the presence of God comes into the room. And all of a sudden, that bag of weights that I've been carrying around with me all day long, all week long, all month long, I come to Jesus and worship and I go, here you go. I can't carry this anymore. 
I can't carry that anymore. I'm so worn out, Jesus. I'm so exhausted. I'm so exhausted, but I'm going to worship you. And something amazing happens when you worship Jesus and you let go of the weight. It's like strength comes. Life comes. Joy comes. Passion comes. Listen, when I worship right here, it is the same way I worship through the whole entire week. Because it has to be a lifestyle. It's not a one-time deal. We think that I just throw my weight down at Jesus and that the next day it's not going to be there. No, the enemy is going to come back the next day. But guess what? I do the same thing the next day. The next day, I go, nope, I'm not carrying this. Nope, I'm going to worship Jesus. Nope, I'm going to put my eyes on him. Nope, I'm going to fight for the presence of God. I'm not carrying this weight anymore. I'm going to live free. I'm going to live in a place of freedom where I can really go to work and all the haters, who cares? I understand. Listen, I talk to all of you all the time. You guys are living hard some hard lives I understand but Jesus came to bring you strength wisdom grace provision blessing favor but only when we look to him it, it, listen you got to understand that it just doesn't magically happen you know it's only when we let him have it so I want to do this I want everybody stand up worship team come on up Okay. We're going to end today with, with one song, and, and this is what I want us to do. We, got, we have a couple minutes. Okay. Um, we have a few minutes to set up service this way so that we could do this here at the end. But this is what I want you to do today. We all walked in with weight. But I want us to give it to the Lord today. I want us to give it to him. Do this with me. Close your eyes. If you're in here today and you go, man, I'm just, man, I just got a lot of weight. Got a lot of weight. Carrying a lot of weight. Just throw up your hand. Throw up your hand. I want to pray for you today. Hands up all over this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I just praise you right now. I praise you right now. I worship you, Jesus. Father, you see all these hands, and you only, only you know the weight that they're carrying, the troubles they're carrying. But God, I thank you that you are a good, 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 good God that loves us and cares deeply for us. I thank you that the word says that your thoughts outnumber all of the sands of grain in the earth. Thoughts that are good, thoughts that are for us, thoughts of victory and life for us. Father, we thank you for that today in Jesus' name. Father, we take our weight. 
we take our weight right now in Jesus' name and we cast it upon you. We cast our cares upon you. We take this weight of stress, anger, this weight of the past, the weight of money, the weight, and we give it to you right now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray as we worship you, as we worship you, as we lift you up, great King of kings and Lord of lords, I pray that your presence would fill this place. Strengthen us. Give us life. Give us life to the full in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, come on, let's worship the Lord right now.